Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Caught up with Philippe Cloutier, CEO at Cartier Resources. We catch up with uh, Philippe about what's happening with Chima. It seems to be wrapped up in a nice little bow, ready for sale. Uh, Benoit following uh, closely behind that. That's the next cab on the rank. Also done a couple of deals on their Fenton and Wilson projects. Quite interesting the way they went about doing that. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversations, topics discussed, and indeed the company, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com. Philippe, how are you, sir? I am fine, and you, Matt? I, I am well, apart from a, a mild summer cold, but I'm fighting through it, as, as one must. That's what they say. My mother didn't raise a quitter. <laughs> well, I hope you get through it and, and get back out there doing the barbecues and, 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 and jogging around Hyde Park. And Absolutely. That happens every day, barbecue every day. Um, <laughs> I thought we'd have a little catch-up, because I see you've been some little press releases coming out. I want to get an update on, on what's going on with Chimo, but what caught my eye particularly was you've been, sort of, I guess, clearing the decks and doing some quite interesting little deals. So I wanted to speak to you about that one. But before we do, you know what's coming. It's our customary one-minute overview of the company for people new to the story. And I'll pick it up from there with some questions. Absolutely. Cartier Resources is a junior exploration company <clears throat> focused on gold exploration in the Quebec portion of the Abitibi Greenstone Belt in, in northern Quebec, Canada. Uh, we Our claim to fame is we were able to acquire four deposits in the last bear market. And uh, we focus on drilling known gold zones where we have good controls on geology and structure. We've recently um, come up with a third resource estimate for our Charmo mine project. We're drilling on our Benoit. We've optioned our Wilson project to a dynamic junior. Then we hope they'll, they'll follow suit with our strategy. And we've recently acquired 100% of the Fenton deposits. So that sets the table for some uh, incremental uh, value for our shareholders by the end of 2021. Perfect. And also, just again, if, if for set, setting the store, I'm being really clear about the type of company you are. Again, for people new to this one, you describe yourself as what? As a, in French, we say mise en valeur, uh, advanced exploration, but not definition drilling. We take niche projects that where the discovery has been made. A lot of the de-risking and geopoetry has been done. And we focused on developing and, and, and trying to find nuances at depth in a long strike showings that have geological and uh, mineralogical robustness to that we that's our niche that's our focus okay brilliant okay we've always talked about four projects so if you don't mind i'm going to run run down them because i'm actually going to end up at where the bit which i thought caught my eye which i, which I really liked actually because it shows some level of an intelligence about how you go about putting and structuring um projects and companies so but let's start with uh, china obviously like you say pea numbers look good you're not going to take it too much further. So you're going to have to get into conversations. Are conversations happening? Yes, they are. And in the last interview, we had just filed our resource estimate. And obviously, from that point on, uh, the two engineering mandates that were left to be done was uh, stope design around the, uh, the newly defined uh, north, central, and southern corridor gold zones uh, with the cutoffs appropriate uh, to those and the mine scheduling. So obviously that the engineers were just choking at the bit here, waiting for that resource estimate to be due. And then a week after that, 
after our interview, we published the positive results of the ore sorting. So then the, then the engineers had to say, okay, so you also want an option on uh, pre-concentrated what we've bulk mined out of that deposit uh, to feed other mills. And so, yeah, it's, there's a lot of moving parts uh, to, um, to mapping out all the different um, economic scenarios for Chimo. And then obviously when the meetings are happening, uh, you may have seen uh, the teaser slide that we had for, um, for the, uh, the PEA. When the meetings are happening, there will be an odd idea that, that stems from the conversations and we say, okay, that's good. And we'll go back to the drawing board. So it, it's, it's all good because it's all positive and it makes for us to be able to deliver the, the maximum amount of value that we have from the data that we've generated from the project. So that's all good. It's, it's going on. Conversations are happening uh, with various corporate outfits and uh, that's where we wanted to be and that's where we are and um, we're happy because we're prepared to seize the opportunity if it happens we would not have been prepared six months ago well that's now, what that, that, that's interesting because that timing is important you've got four products which you can yeah. wrap up in a little bow and they can sort of sit there on the shelf, you obviously want to time it. So the, I, the ideal timing would be I've I've done everything I need to do, and then someone buys it day one, right? Yes. That's perfect. But it doesn't happen like that. So no, it doesn't. Sometimes the offer happens, and you've not fully evaluated the value, and 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 say, well, I have to provide an answer based on on you know some unknowns. In our case, the unknowns are are pretty rare now. Uh, and for, for Chimo, obviously, it's a different story for Benoit, Fenton, and Wilson, but we've set those on a different path uh, to increase the value of those. So at Chimo, we're very comfortable, and it'll be what it'll be. And, um, and in, in, in the process uh, of preparing for the resource estimate and the, and, and the final resource estimate and the PA, well, we've had to review, I think, about 40 different resource estimates from, from other deposits and about 30 different PEAs. And we've discovered gems in those. And um, Well, let me, let me talk about that. Let me, I'll come to that because I was going to ask you about that one. Let's, let's, let's stick with um, the, the, the chime because it's a cookie-cutter approach potentially for you guys, right? So I know you've done a yes. few interesting things recently, but potentially it's a cookie-cutter approach. So I want to come back to this timing and valuation. You've done a bunch of stuff which you uh, allows you to de-risk and therefore yep. put a monetary value, your, your monetary value on this product, I'm going to call it, yes. to make it easy for people to understand. And the longer it sits around, it doesn't necessarily devalue at all. It just becomes a matter of timing in the market, I, I, I suspect. So have, have yeah. you timed it right? I mean, gold's been on us a funny run in the last six months, pop back up again. We were, we were essentially focused on doing things right and always taking a step forward without having to take two steps backward. And so with that respect, we've been accused of taking too much time, but we've always tried to inspire or be inspired by the best practices and be as ready as we can be when meeting, you know, the experts or our colleagues in the field that will drop you a question that is really 
kind of sharp. It's not, it's, it's quite unlike the other questions that we get from, from um, the retail market. It's very pointed questions on engineering and value. And why did you use this uh, price? And why did you use this transportation cost? And, and so, and you're talking to your peers. And, and so the timing is right because they're always looking for good projects and a good project uh, by definition is a project that has very a robust data set and then has the ounces and then has the infrastructure and the qualified person people to, to, to develop it. So in that respect, yes, I, I think the timing is right for us to pass it on to, um, to the acquirer. Okay. So let's, so let's assume that you don't, start fiddling around the edges. You go, we've done as much as we want to do. Yes, could we make it, could we polish it a bit more? Sure, but we're not going to. We want to focus on you know, value creation or, or the, the biggest value return, which potentially is elsewhere. So you, you package that thing up. Who are the natural buyers of this thing? Is it standalone? Uh, I, could a new group come in and say, this is our one asset, starter asset? Or is it going to need to be someone who's perhaps already got other assets, other revenue streams, or you know, paints a, a slightly different okay. picture for the natural demand tension and competitive tension comes from the local producers because they're set up. They, they they're locally set up. But they've got mills. They've got personnel. They've got their mine reserves. They know when they need the new ounces to come into to their general strategy and stuff. Um, but it's not totally excluded that there, a newbie comes in and say, well, I'm looking to set up shop in this very safe jurisdiction and I'm looking for a very advanced project and, and we're not looking for explanation. And so we'll be ready for that as well. Um, and, um, but interestingly enough, um, when, when you have very, very senior producers, they tend to take a much more relaxed approach because if it, Essentially, a company like Cartier can is 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 warehousing their future ounces, <laughs> so they can say, "Well, you know, we'll 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 only bid if somebody else bids." So kind, so I have to manage that. It's it's, it's interesting because if you're, if you're looking around, the you know near you, there's a lot yeah. of mills, yeah. there's a lot of players. So yeah. I was just trying to help myself narrow down who potential buyers could be, and therefore, is there a sense of urgency? You're saying they're not. Not necessarily, unless there's competitive Not all tensions. have the same sense of urgency. Right. Not all have the same sense of urgency. If, if for instance, somebody's working just fine and they have a major accident at their mine or a major shutdown, then all of a sudden they went from not being too interested in your project to being very interested in your project, right? Yeah. Try running out of milk on a Sunday morning when you want to have put that in your coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, Okay, that's good. I get this. I get the scenario you're laying out, but this this is a you know this PEA stage yeah. really. So the reality there's going to need to be some planning, and they're going to look they're going to need to look forward two three years in terms of where they're at, right? Absolutely, and and since a, a PEA is a preliminary scoping type study, it it takes on it takes on a different each PEA has different weight based on what you're looking. If it's a remote new project, you know it has. X amount of value or weight to it. If it's a past producing mine, as such as Chimo, we think it has a lot of weight. And so the guys, we don't want to, we don't want to do more heavy lifting than we need to, because the groups looking at it have professionals and engineers that could wrap, wrap their heads around our situation a lot quicker than we can. 
Okay, they're going. They're going to come no out of their way. Doing that extra work. Yeah, I understand. I understand. And you, you know where your skill set lies. I, I, I get it. We've, we've, we have. We, we know when to stop. We know when to stop. So do I. I'm going to stop asking you about this particular project. <laughs> Because <laughs> we've talked about it previously, I will put links below yeah. so people should go and look at that for the you know the detail on that one. This is really a kind of mid-year kind of catch-up for me. Um, look at slide nine of a recent uh, corporate presentation. Okay, it's an eye popper. We'll put a link up to that. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, second, Benoit. What, yes. What's happening there? April, we had just migrated from the eastern anomalies um, and to the deep the deep holes under the deposit per se. And so that it was very long and tedious drilling down to the deposit level. And one that punched, punched in around eight, 800 vertical meters and the second pilot hole punched in at 1200 vertical meters. And we're, if you revert to the press release, we were, we were drilling, we were targeting the, the eastern limit of the projected chute. And we were trying to be as conservative as we could be and actually trying to hit no mineralization and then sweep upwards and westward. Well, we punched into a, a wide mineralized and altered zone. So we had to go fishing towards the east until we ran out of mineralization to then start the branch holes. Uh, and uh, explain, explain that. Explain why you do that. Because if, if you said someone, I'm trying to miss mineralization you're going what, what, why oh okay well well you well you mentioned the cookie cutter approach to chimo chimo had four thousand drill holes was past producing mine very very strong known uh, structural and geological controls benoit we're we were basing our geological interpretation on 72 drill holes twenty-four thousand meters of diamond drilling essentially in a very compact area from zero to about 400 meters and then extrapolating a depth right a, 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 a known plunge and so when you're poking a hole at 800 meters uh, below surface and then another one at 1200 you're you know you're doing a best estimate so what you're doing is you're saying i'm gonna i'm gonna drill the the outer limit of of the chute and then i'm going to go up in the hole and branch up and towards the west towards the the gravy uh and until i run out of mineralization so you're trying to fence out left and right your mineralization right and and you're doing this with two deep pilot holes which take a lot of time to drill to depth and then after that it's it's a it's a it's a quicker process because you're just backing up a bit in the hole and branching off, and then when we got down there, we 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 hit the eastern what we thought was the eastern limit, uh, and it was it, there was a lot of mineralization, so we had to we had to tweak off to the left until we ran out of it, and then initiate the sequence to branch up and 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 west, so up and left on on your feet. So, so what's this work program timeline look like for you? It's a four-year program, 30,000 meters. We're 8,000 meters into the program, so nearly a third of the program. Uh, two machines, 24-7, will be run up until mid-November. And um, we got partial results in some of the holes, obviously, but not the, the, the salvages. And we're, we've actually, while we were doing the program in, in April, we were completing additional geophysics. Uh, because the eastern anomalies were 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 there, they were mineralized, but some of the holes ended in additional mineralization. So we're so we're returning back on those anomalies. I, 
the Western anomalies. And the Eastern one was projected to be drilled from a barge. Uh, and, and we said to ourselves, no, we're not going to be drilling from a barge because there's environmental issues and it's timely and it's costly. Can we do this from the ground? And because we have on site a directional drilling crew, we ran, uh, we ran a design by them. Can we run this? Can we drill this from firm ground? And they said, yeah, we, we could do that. So the hole will be a little trickier, a little longer, but less costly and definitely uh, will should have definitely no impact on the environment. So, okay. so, we're, so we had to tweak and redesign the program as we went, not in terms of reducing the drill meters, but in terms of increasing the targets and in a number of targets. And uh, obviously since, you know, the cat's out of the bag, we're continuing. Uh, and I did tell you at one point that it, we'd stop if, if the system wasn't there, but the system is there. The program will be completed as designed and uh, we're very happy with what we see. Okay, environmentally friendly, the cost per meter has gone down. So what's the total budget? It's 7.3 million. We're $3 million or $3.5 million into it. We have $9 million in the bank. So really nothing has changed. We'll end the year with about 4 million bucks in the bank. Okay, interesting. And 4 million, okay, that's, a, that's interesting. I'm gonna come back to, um, that if you don't mind because i think there's going to be a little bit of crossover with what we're talking about next which is what you've done at wilson and what you've done at fenton so let's start with the easy one wilson indeed uh we had obviously four deposits chimo benoit uh, fenton and wilson we looked at wilson we knew we wouldn't get around to drilling this because of the size of our team and budgets by 2023 so we said okay listen uh and then there was a dynamic junior with a fellow that i knew very well. He's, he does good work. He says, Phil, we're looking for a project with meat on the bone, a deposit. We like the Wilson project. And, and we designed an, an option agreement over a five-year period where they will be drilling 24,000 meters of diamond drilling on the, on the asset, uh, most likely be doing a resource assessment. They're, they're set up to do 5,000 meters of drilling before Christmas on, on the project. Uh, they have to uh, pay us uh, over the five years, a million dollars. And give us 5 million shares of the treasury. So it's a way of uh, making sure this asset doesn't sit on the shelf. They have a clear route to acquiring 100%. Uh, we retain an NSR if they get there. And it, it may happen that they never make it to 100%. And then at least our project will have more value through the work that they will have done. Um, so that's that's Wilson. And, and, and um and so we're very confident that that dynamic group will be producing useful from uh, ground uh, uh, geophysics trenching and, and drilling that they'll be conducting over the, the rest of the year. Why'd you pick in those August. guys? Why'd you pick those guys? Well, because they were already in They had set up shop and they, with a focus on the windfall belt. They already had an asset on in the windfall area. But from what they were telling me, it wasn't drill ready. And they were just getting listed and they wanted something that was drill ready with grade, with, you know, growth potential. And, and Wilson was there and unknowns to them, or even some of our shareholders, I was seeing where the Fenton acquisition was going. And that's the one we want to be working after or while we're doing Benoit. And so I had a few cards at my sleeve when I was making those decisions. You did. This, this is the bit that caught my eye. It's possibly the one that people were least interested in or didn't really pay attention to. But if you get into the weeds, what you've done at Fenton, 
that that interests me a lot. It, it says a lot. So why don't you tell people the, the structure and nature of that deal and why you did it? Yeah, I think the the reason you're intrigued it's it's you you, you kind of guess at how creative it was. It it was a it was a situation where there's a Mexican standoff. We have. Uh, a, a smallish gold deposit that outcrops its surface, you know, just under 100,000 ounces with a lot of tremendous growth potential at that, but it was 50-50 with the government. And so we, uh, we initiated this discussion where we said, look, let's be creative here. We want 100% of this deposit or else we're never going to work it. And um, they wanted to, they were venturing out of the Abitibi, but into the other portions of the province. So we had an asset that they wanted, a VMS, a copper, zinc, silver, gold deposit in the Grenvillian rocks, which are, you know, really weird to work with. And, and, and they, we swapped them that project for 50% of the Fenton deposit. So now we own 100% of it and a bit of cash and shares. So the situation there is now we have full range of motion on the project. Uh, on the Fenton deposit, and they they get to they get to walk away with with an asset that they're generally going to work, and a bit of our shares, and 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 a bit of cash. Wasn't there an NSR in there somewhere? Yes, there is. There's we each share an NSR. They retain an NSR on the gold deposit, but we retain an NSR on the copper deposit. So it's you know, and you both got options cash. to buy those back as well. Exactly. That it's for we they could. They have an option to buy it, their NSR back for a million bucks, and we have an option to buy their uh, their NSR back for a million bucks. So it's scratch my back, scratch yours. It's in no, it's a deal that's win win win. In in no case will either party be stuck in the mud at one point. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really cute. The way I strike because that requires a huge degree of I say I use the phrase Mexican Mexican standoff sure but it requires a huge degree of honesty first of all but at the same time confidence in you know the value of each or for each well absolutely you would you would not you'd be surprised the number of deposits out there that are caught up in intricate dealings in be they NSR, be they partial ownership, and nobody's moving because they, it's, there's no value to making it working for somebody else, right? It's that the project is high is highly hypothecated or taxed, and and in this case, we resolve those issues. And so, right after the deal, we both parties embarked in on what we call the repatriation of the databases. And doing the work the way we're used to doing it. And so Fenton, the rest of the year, while we're drilling Benoit, while we're entertaining stuff on Chimo, while we're monitoring work on Wilson, we'll be advancing that database. And who knows, maybe we'll be able to deliver a resource estimate for that asset as well. Right, which is interesting, very interesting. Um, so I said I'd come back to Benoit, and, I, and I, I'm so going to come back to it now in the context of the deals that you're doing there in terms of cleaning up balance sheets, sorting yep. out you know, where, your, your, ca your cash position. So you've done it in a very non-intrusive way in terms of your cash balance, which I liked. That's the bit I liked uh, as, as, as well. But with Benoit, the question sent in is, oh, if it become, Benoit becomes interesting, do you keep it in, in the portfolio? But we, we said at the beginning, cookie cutter approach is why I asked it. Yep. Benoit, okay. you'll do what you what you what you're trying to do with uh, Chimo, right? Yeah. So yeah. that answers that question, which was asked multiple occasions of, of asked. 
But now you need a big, long line of what's next. So what, what happens next? So you, you, you said, you gave us a clue. You've looked yes. at about 40, I think wrote it down, 40, you've reviewed 40 plus resource. Yeah. Resource, right, okay. So tell us We've, why. It, 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 well, well, because when we were doing our work on Chimo, we're you know keeping a close eye and monitoring the market and we read over 40 resource estimate reports and almost 30 preliminary economic assessments and even pre-feasibility studies and we discovered some real gems in those and and let me let me try to you, you kind of get your eye in, don't you? Once you start a process like well, that, yeah, you get it, your indeed. eye in. Well, what, when, when you, it, it, you know, what is reported in press releases? How many people actually go and read a 170 page or a 300 page 43101 PDA? Very few. I, I made, I'm very, made to. <laughs> very, very few. But when, when you do actually read those reports and, and you have a trained eye, you're able to decipher. Well, how was this run, and and did they have a gun on their head? Was was the was the approach here just to get it out and quick, and and the market will react? And 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 sometimes when they do that, they've there's a lot of value that you what I call sleeper value that 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 the untrained eye cannot see. So I I I'm saying that there's a lot of there's a lot of Cartse 2.0 material out there that I've seen in these, these 70 odd very in-depth studies on certain projects that unfortunately the market didn't recognize. And, and uh, I think there's, a, I think there's a, a bright future for companies like Cartse. Once we monetize Chimo, we'll be in an excellent position to keep adding and uh, growing our pipeline of advanced projects. Have you got the energy to do this? I mean, you've got four projects, which, you know, you've got Chimo and Benoit, which you, you'll take through to a certain stage as well. The, you're talking about a kind of production line of opportunities, which you have the, it, it, currently got the skill sets for. Have you got the energy? Well, yes, but uh, keep in mind that when you take uh, when you take these reports and they're text reports, you, you, you break them down into uh, a, a huge Excel spreadsheet and you put the key performance indicators, you know, the NSRs, the this, the that's, the resource estimates, the grades, the cutoff grades, you put that all in a massive uh, spreadsheet. And that spreadsheet, after, after the numbers are right in there, once the price of gold changes, or the, the share count of a company changes, these projects get re-ranked quite easily in the spreadsheet. And then bring along the right economic situation, a dis financial distress situation, and it creates an opportunity. Again, it's just like the Chimo situation. Always seek to be prepared to seek uh, to seize an opportunity in, 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 in attacking or defending. It's it's interesting. It's a it's an interesting way of, to, uh, of doing business, but it's the only way I know. But, it's, but I guess what people have come to understand through, we've interviewed a few times now, we've kind of built up a picture of how you approach these things. You know what you are, you know what you're good at, you know what you're going to stay away from. Yeah. And, you know, for, for investors looking at this, they want to understand that you are packaging up these products. Mm -hmm. I'll keep using that word for now. 
and you can offload those and make make capital returns for shareholders for the company and to be able to use for the future and yourself that's our obviously job. right that's your job you know what you are see that's what's been interesting to me along the little journey I've been on, 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 with you and that's why we've wanted to continue following your story it was interesting yeah. well, focus focus on a commodity focus on a jurisdiction but don't get outside your comfort zone your your skill set your specific skill set. If you could do that, your your maximum efficiency, your maximum effective, and um, yeah, you but, but what you're going to have to do now, the big thing that you're going to have to do now is you got to get, you got to deliver, you got to deliver that sale because I think that looking at the share chart, it's been it's been sort of mixed bag, really. You know, you get me wrong, sixty five million compared to you know beginning of this year or even all all of last year is great. But it's not what it could be. I think people need to step one, get off the rank, taxi, get off the rank. I've got another few behind that. Trust me, yep. this is a, a process which works. So yeah, that, 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 that's why I would be delighted to uh, for you to keep coming and talking to us. I'm intrigued by it uh, for sure. Um, what you, can you what can you tell me as a as a kind of retail investor looking in and say how? Can you get get this taxi off the rank this year? Is that possible, or do you need factors outside of your control, like the gold market, to move again? Uh, one, I think it's possible. There are some elements that are out of my control, but it's entirely possible because we're now there with the data set. Two, at least the three other deposits will each get a shot at success this year. One through our own drilling, two through our new modeling, and three through other people's money. So, I mean. It 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 kind of frees up to do, um, you know, some creative uh, corporate development. What what do, you, what do you think it's worth, Shaima? I'm going to say again uh, what, and and this is based on the recent transactions. I'm going to say again that um, good ounces in a good jurisdiction, on average, will sell for a hundred dollars an ounce. So. From that point, it just it it just opens up um, it it opens up the possibilities for negotiation. So how many answers are we talking? Let's do some maths. Two million. Okay. At China alone. So there we go, folks. Nice, easy introduction. I think it's, I how think to make it, money in mining. I think it's a nice starting point. Don't be too greedy, uh, uh, because if you are, then that's stepping out of your comfort zone. Just and and our and our approach to it is making sure we deliver to the ounces to the people that can produce them. And, and if you focus on that, then, then I, and that's what we want to do next with Benoit and Fenton and Wilson. So, and other projects. Philippe, as ever, fantastic catch up with you. Love the Have a great projects. Summer. Yep. Next few months. Brilliant. Come see us. Okay. See you soon. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.